live. All right, what is up, my people? Welcome to another episode of Raw Dating Advice. And this is live if you're watching this on YouTube, but um, some of you guys probably don't know this yet, but Raw Dating Advice is now consumable on all podcast platforms, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and I, I remember talking about it on the last podcast, and some of you guys were um, commenting on, on the YouTube live chat, uh, talking about, oh, by the way, I should go live on Instagram as well, uh, talking about how some of the different platforms that you guys listen to podcasts on, um, which surprised me because these were like podcast things that I personally had never heard of. I always thought people listen to podcasts on Apple or Spotify. Um, maybe I'm just not as big a podcast connoisseur as I should be or uh, could be. Um, but uh, either way, wherever you're listening to us, whether it's live or whether it's uh, on podcasts or on the replay, um, just know I am grateful for you. And I I'll be honest, I'm surprised by the numbers we're seeing on the podcast format. Like there's a lot more numbers coming in on the podcast than I had originally expected, which was amazing. So welcome and thank you. And uh, if you're relatively new to raw dating advice, welcome. My name is Patrick James, and uh, I am the author of 107 Proven Ways to Get the Girl, and we're going to get going here in a second. Um, and oh, by the way, if you want to check out this book and you don't already have it, it's free. Just go to howtogetthegirlnow.com, and we'll ship a book just like this to you anywhere in the world. All I ask is that you just pay shipping and handling, and like I said, we will ship that book right on to you. So today in this podcast and I guess live stream, by the way, I I, I feel like I'm constantly torn between, between calling it the YouTube live stream or our Thursday Raw Dating Advice episode or... Um, the Raw Dating Advice podcast because they kind of, we record these live um, on YouTube, but then the replay obviously goes up and it, it lives in podcast format as well. Um, so help me out with the comments. <laughs> what do you guys think we should call this thing? I kind of just like calling it episodes of Raw Dating Advice. I feel like these are all episodes. By the way, um, in today's video, we're gonna be talking about five mental reframes that I want you guys to make to really help manifest more sex into your life. Now, why do I call it manifest? Am I going into the law of attraction, woo-woo nonsense? No, absolutely not. I'll be honest, man, I've kinda gone through my ups and downs of like law of attraction, energy, spirituality, and because I'm so like, I guess maybe just practical minded. I think this is obvious in a lot of the different ways that I teach. Um, one guy mentioned a couple weeks ago that I tend to give a lot of outer game advice and he might wanna see more inner game advice for me, which is dope. Um, but it's because I'm so analytical and I'm so visual. So when I'm teaching and when I'm describing things, I'm literally just describing a mental scene in my head, uh, you know, of like just my own mental image of whatever I'm trying to convey, right? And so I think that's why a lot of you guys really do vibe with the teaching here is because um, I'm so visual with how I teach, especially with a lot of the graphics or just hand motions that I use. Um, I forgot why I went on this tangent, but uh, that said, Oh yeah, so today I'm not going into the woo-woo law of attraction, spiritual energy realm. What we're talking about here is something called the compound effect, all right? And if you have not heard of the compound effect, it's a book written by, shit, his name escapes me, but uh, Dar Darren Hardy, Darren Hardy, 
something like that. Doo-doo, howdy. Uh, something like that. Don't hold me to it, but great book because it talks about how the little disciplines you have in your life and the little habits that you have and the little actions you take day to day, moment to moment, the fork in the road moments that you have thousands of time every day, thousands of times every day where you could choose to do this or that, go this way or that way. Um, uh, that, what you don't realize, those little decisions add up over time, right? Here's what I mean. Did you know, I had this written down somewhere, and this is straight out of that book. Did you know that if you chose to listen, just the average person, this is proven by a study, if you chose to listen to educational material, educational material, whether it's an audio book, a podcast that helps you improve your game, uh, in any area of your life, just anything that helps you level up your life, if you just listen to that in the car, on your commute to work, just the average commute to work, in one year's time, that will add up to being uh, half a sem or half a full college year, right? So a full semester of information in your head just by passively listening to stuff in your car over the course of the year. Does that make sense, right? So imagine how all the little things that you do really do add up, right? Um, one of the things that I've really made a commitment to doing more of myself in the last 30 days, which I talked about a few weeks ago on this podcast was um, listening to this audio program that's almost a little bit of a legend in the personal development space, uh, and it's called The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale. Earl Nightingale recorded this thing. Um, from my understanding, I've only heard the tale passed down through the ages, but basically it uh, Mr. Car, Car, Kara Kurt says, I'm driving now, LOL. Perfect. Um, so The Strangest Secret Apparently, Earl Nightingale, obviously a personal development type of guy, personal development guru um, from the 50s, but what he would do is he would, he had a sales team, like a big company and organization. He's kind of like Tony Robbins before Tony Robbins, and he would make this motivational audio for these people every day as like for his sales people to listen to, to motivate them, to inspire them, to help them level up their game. And one of these audios that he made one of these days was called The Strangest Secret. And The Strangest Secret is you become what you think about. I don't want to I don't want to butcher his version of it, but it really comes down to you become what you think about. And the legend is if you listen to this 30-minute audio start to finish once a day, every day, you will have no choice but to succeed. That was the legend. And I had heard it before. I'd heard people talking about it, but it wasn't until um, I had gotten a, a mentor of mine. I don't want to say who this mentor is. You would definitely know who he is. And ironically, he is really close to that Tony Robbins realm. Um, I was working with this guy every day in person here in Scottsdale for, for at least six months. Right, and he was someone that I followed closely even before I knew him. Well, one of the first times that uh, I, w I was getting in the car with this guy, um, we were driving to Sedona because we were getting some work done that day. And he goes, you know what? Why don't we just drive to Sedona today and do our, our work meetings inside the car? And he pulls up in his fucking big ass Escalade and he fucking, get, we all get in the car, it's like five of us, and we just drive to Sedona and talk about marketing and, and, and work, because uh, I was working for him, right? And so, uh, 
in the car, you know how like your phone connects Bluetooth to the audio in your, in your, like the speakers and it like starts playing what you were last listening to. Well, his car started playing the strangest secret by Earl Nightingale. And I'd never heard the audio and I'm a sucker for just new things to listen to new ways to improve my game. And obviously I have. I have, I've learned that one of the many secrets to success is modeling those who have success, right? And it's, if you think about it, people who are successful usually are very good, successful in multiple different areas of their life, right? And that's because whether you want to succeed in business, in dating, in having a, a fulfilling family relationship, like a relationship with your family, relationship with your girlfriend, with your future spouse, any of these things that you want to improve, well, People who are successful in one of those areas tend to be successful in multiple of those areas, and it's because it comes down to their habits, right? It comes down to the habits of success. And so this guy, he was listening to the Strangest Secret, and he told me this legend just the way I told it to you. He's like, yeah, I listen. I try to listen to it every day, um, and, and I'll be honest, like... Um, I, I miss some days, but uh, yeah, I was listening to it this morning, and it just, it really, when you look at the data, right? Again, coming out of the woo woo, when you look at the data, this man, very successful, how many people choose to actually do that, right? And so there's been periods in my life, um, kind of going uh, on a side tangent, supporting story here, and then I'll bring it back full circle. But it's there's been periods in my life where maybe I got into grind mode. I put my head down. I start putting out more content. I start, uh, you know, working with more clients. I pump out new programs. I'm taking a lot of action in my own dating life. And I, I'm like in grind mode. Right. And so because of that, I don't have a lot of time or even just, I don't prioritize my time in a way that involves learning new material, ingesting motivational content, ingesting content that really helps me level up my game. I'm not investing in courses. I'm not going to events. And I stop for a period of time because I go into a period of immersion. And this has just been my pattern when I look at, at my own data over the last several years. But when I go through those periods of immersion, if I stay there too long, eventually I get burnt out because you know, everybody needs rest. You know, it, that old story in the Bible, even God motherfucking rested on that seventh day, right? And so uh, I'm, I'm, I feel like I was just preaching at a sermon for a second. Um, but listen, everybody needs their rest and you can't stay in grind mode all the fucking time. Everybody will slow down at some point in time, right? So what you realize is that when you, when you stop learning, even no matter what the reason is, when you stop that's the the time where your your results kind of taper off and it and it doesn't start with the results right what it starts with is your emotional uh stability right when a, when you want to attract a woman if if she shit tests you you want to be so stable so comfortable in your own skin or at least have the appearance of it or at least be on pursuit of working on becoming that way to where it doesn't really throw you off your game right little shit throughout your day shouldn't throw you off your game if you are a business owner you 100% understand what i mean because the the whole the whole concept of like entrepreneurship starting a business capitalism living in a free society right is you know when when you're when when you're on that side of business owner or working within a business, 
you got fires to put out every single day in every different spot. You're constantly just putting out fires. So obviously to become better at that, you know, that involves the skill set of learning how to best manage your time. So you're not always the one who has to put out every single fire. That's a different story. But coming back to your dating life, right? It really comes down to the habits of success that you have, right? And, and so um, the reason why I kind of made this, the distinction there of even if you're not emotionally stable to where the little shit doesn't throw you off your game. Uh, <clears throat> if you're not quite there, going back to the strangest secret, the stranger, the strangest secret, it, he defines success as, as long as you are progressively realizing a worthy ideal. So as long as you have a goal and your in your intentions with the actions that you take, whether or not you are successful, as long as you are progressively realizing a worthy ideal for you that you have decided for you, right? Because you set your own goals. Um, that is the definition of that definition of success. So by definition, you are successful and the results will soon follow. So going back onto that side tangent is like, if I, it's, if I go, if I'm, if I distance myself from showering myself with motivational content, uh, educational content, and nonfiction material, right? Rather than watching TV, I'm listening to audiobooks. If I go through a period where I stop or I pause or I just kind of slack off, it again, it doesn't start with your results. What you start to notice is the lack of emotional stability. You start to become more anxious, more stressed throughout the day. You you feel less productive. Again, I'm speaking from experience because I'm fucking human, right? And so what you realize is just your mood on a day-to-day -day basis, your anxiety, your stress levels. Um, and, and then your people, the people around you start to, to feel that coming off you and you start getting that reflected back to you whether you realize it or not. And this is why it's called the law of attraction because what you don't realize is your mood, the vibe you give off does reflect on other people, especially women, right? If any surprising, there's a surprising percentage of you guys listening to this right now. And I know that you have been in a long-term relationship before you have been in a long-term marriage and got out of that marriage. So you've been in a relationship with a woman and you understand that women are very susceptible to your mood, almost too susceptible to the point where maybe it throws like she'll perceive a mood that you weren't even having because you just had a little bit of tone behind your voice and uh and it and it makes you mad because it's like i don't i didn't have a tone i wasn't getting mad and now you're getting mad and now it starts a fight right these things happen a lot so the moral of the story is your vibe definitely definitely comes off to the women around you and the people around you and they reflect it back to you because it's almost their way to protect themselves right okay so going back to this when you taper off, your results will follow, right? And so this is one of the realizations I had very early on is that if I wanted to start seeing the results on the in, in the outer world, if I'm intending to take actions every day to progressively realize a worthy ideal, again, I said this a couple weeks ago, there is no more worthy ideal than pursuing the ability to get better with women, right? Because it improves every area of your life, again, Joy comes first, results come second. The moment you start enjoying the process, the moment you start ha legitimately having fun and looking forward to going out and taking action in your dating life is the moment <laughs> that you will start seeing those out outer external results. And the only reason you aren't there yet and you aren't yet having fun is just because you simply haven't taken enough action yet. You simply haven't taken enough action yet. So let's get into that real quick. 
if you haven't gotten results and you say, Patrick, I have been taking action. I feel like I've been taking a hell of a lot of action. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna debate that with you. Uh, maybe you have, right? So in that case, uh, one of my mentors, more of a big brother figure to me, Jason Capital, one of his famous quotes is, an action-taking idiot is still an idiot, <laughs> right? And that, you can take a lot of actions, but are you taking the right action, right? I can tell you what, when I was a 21-year-old virgin getting friend-zoned by every girl who, ever, who I ever had a crush on, and my friends around me who weren't getting friend-zoned by girls ever, the girls that I liked were more attracted to them than they were to me, the reason why I was that way was not because I wasn't taking action. I can tell you that. I, I promise you, you're here because you took action. At some point, you took an, an action on the internet that led you to hearing my voice right now. And you know, the most obvious one was, hey, I want to learn what are the five frames to get more laid more in my life, right? So you clicked, that was the action. But think about all the, the, mini, the mini actions, the compounded actions that led, to you, led you to being here right now. Think about all the fucking emotional hurt that caused you to make a different decision at a certain fork in the road in your life that led you to this moment right here. So just by you listening to this audio right now, it tells me you're an action taker, right? Every one of us is action takers, but are you taking the right actions, all right? An action taking idiot is still an idiot. So. If you are not yet enjoying the process, if you understand the concept externally of joy comes first, results come second, but you don't enjoy the process and you're taking a lot of action, are you taking the right actions? And if you are taking the right actions, then you simply haven't taken enough action. Even if you feel like you've taken enough action, you haven't, or you're just not learning from your experience period. You're not willing to innovate on the things that you've tried in the past that clearly aren't working for you. Example, right? The majority of men who get friend zoned by women for whatever reason, to some degree, believe that they need to be the chivalrous guy. They need to do things in respect for the other woman. Now, I'm not saying you should disrespect women. Don't get me wrong here. I'm not saying you should disrespect women. But what I am saying is if in the moment your entire strategy for attracting her is showing her that you will be respectful to her, that is one of those habits that I have noticed 99.9% of the time will get you friend zoned. And I have data, hard data and evidence to back this up. And I will prove it to you with the video that I literally filmed last night. Literally filmed it last night. It's coming out on Monday. And I don't want to ruin the surprise. But what I'm doing is I'm breaking down very, very popular um, icons in pop culture that you would probably know, especially if you have a Netflix account. Um, and I'm breaking down their interactions and I'm comparing the guys who got the girl versus the guys who didn't get the girl. And oh, by the way, everybody here is very good looking. If you don't already know what I'm talking about, um, then you, you probably haven't seen this show on Netflix. But if you, either way, look forward to that breakdown coming down on Monday because you will see for your fucking self that this is one of those habits, no, regardless of your looks, that will make or break your chances with this girl. I'm telling you, if you do things, hey babe, I got you, I got respect for you. Girls don't want that. These girls are specifically saying, I want a man who's gonna take control. I want a man who's not afraid to just um, 
grab me and throw me over his shoulder and just ravish my body. And I want a guy who's not afraid to break the rules, right? But if you want to, if you want to respect her because you want to stay in the lines of what a good gentleman should be, I'm just telling you that is a habit that will lead you to not being successful. So again, an action taking idiot is still an idiot. If you know this and you hear the data and you learn it and you hear it repeatedly, because I, I promise you, I'm not the only motherfucker on the internet saying that shit, right? The people who have woken up are saying this shit and they're trying to convey, right? It's almost like, it's almost like, you're stranded in the middle of the fucking ocean on a raft. You're like Tom Hanks in Castaway, right? And you're in a, in a fucking boat passes you by in the middle of the ocean. You are stranded. You have no way to get to the land and you are days away from death, right? And if I could pull up to you on a fucking motorboat and I say, yo, bro, I'm going to the shore. How long have you been out here? Come in my boat. I'll take you to shore with me. And you're like, Nah, I'm good. I, nah, I think I'm good out here. I, I'd rather stay here. What can the man say to you to get you off your fucking life raft that's going nowhere fast, right? I know a lot of times all of us feel resistant to change, even if you don't want to admit it, even if you think you, oh man, I love change. I'm a change addict. I love change. I'm not afraid to take action. I promise you to some degree in some areas of your life, if someone told you to do something differently, you would resist it right? If it's not in your dating life, it's somewhere else, right? Because I, we all have our own blind spots and that's why it's so advantageous to get someone who's been there before, who has walked the fucking path that you need to go on, who's on the fucking motorboat saying, come onto my boat. You're stranded out here. Come onto my boat. Come with me. I'll take you to shore. I'll take you to live because you're not going to go anywhere fast out here, right? So it comes down to, are you willing yet to accept the fact that maybe you haven't been doing things the right way, that maybe your strategies for success hasn't quite been working out for you. Are you ready to accept that hard truth or not? A lot of times that's what it really comes down to. And a lot of times that one little shift right there holds so many guys back, holds so many guys back. It's crazy, right? Because it's almost like, you know, the actions, you know what you need to do, but then you don't do it. It's like this. If you're overweight, if, but you want a six pack, and you've been working out for years and you you still miss days at the gym or you still got a beer gut and you're wondering to yourself, man, what am I doing wrong? Everybody knows logically, right? Go back to every workout program and dating and diet program ever. It usually comes down to the basics, right? Eat less, exercise more. Success is simple, guys, but it's not easy right? And it's not supposed to be easy. I say this a lot too. It's not supposed to be, if it was easy, everybody would have a six pack, but everybody knows the basics. Eat less, exercise more. How hard can it be? Success is simple, but it's not easy. All right. And nobody's going to tell you, look, it's called raw dating advice for a reason. You got, you got, it's not easy because you have to take action more importantly, but more importantly, you have to learn what actions to not take and you have to learn what actions to take. Right. And then after you start taking action, what happens? Your family and your friends start resisting it. They start saying, dude, why are you trying so hard? Why are you trying so hard, man? Just be yourself. Like you're trying so hard. You look like an idiot right now. And they, they try to call you out for that shit. And they question the things that you're doing. Your family and your friends try to shame you. They try to take the moral high ground. They try to tell you that you're doing things wrong. They try to put you in a box. 
They try to put you in a box. They say, hey, here are the boundaries of your box. Stay right there inside the boundaries. Don't step outside that box because if you step outside that box, it makes me feel uncomfortable and I don't like feeling uncomfortable. So stop stepping outside the box, motherfucker. That's what these people are saying to you. And you, you shrink back in. Right, it's the crabs in the bucket mentality. If you if you watch crabs inside of a fucking bucket, they, you don't put up a lid on the bucket. You don't need to because you got multiple crabs in there. The moment one crab tries to escape, all the other crabs reach up and start pulling them back down because it's in their nature. It's in their DNA, right? So this is why people relate it to the red pill, blue pill, or snapping out of the matrix. It's because it's so hard to escape. You need momentum. You need escape velocity to get into orbit, right? But here's what most people don't know. Most people understand that you need momentum. You need to reach escape velocity to get out of orbit and start succeeding in your dating life, right? And, uh, but, you know, think about it like this, uh, a fucking rocket engine they use 90% of their fuel just getting into orbit. After that, you know, they have enough fuel from the 10% left to complete the mission. How crazy is that? So yeah, you need to get momentum in your dating life. And most people think that's the hard part. Most people think that's once you get into orbit, you're good. And you are good for a while. And a lot of guys get stuck there, right? But that is the, once you get into orbit, it almost always seems like that right when you start gaining momentum is right when the people around you start pulling you back down, right? That's what most people don't expect. I call it the Kuiper zone, Kuiper belt to your comfort zone. Because in, if we wanted to, if we wanted to use propulsion technology to get out of our solar system and get into orbit, you get into orbit, that's great. Right, but if you want to get out of the solar system, what most people don't know is there's a Kuiper belt, and the 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 reason for its existence is under debate, um, which is funny because I'm actually interviewing a guy who ironically um, is a military historian and has been featured in a lot of shows, including Ancient Aliens. I'm interviewing him for my podcast on Tuesday, so I'm really excited for that, and that's on my other channel. But back on track here, if you wanted to get out, you got to figure out how to escape past the Kuiper belt, right? Because that's a fucking tre- those are treacherous waters, bro. Right, and so the Kuiper belt to your comfort zone is the people around you. The people are going to pull you back down like crabs in a mother, crabs in a motherfucking bucket, right? So, <laughs> uh, I went in a, I, I went, I went a lot of places there for a second, but hopefully that made made sense to you. All right, let's let's read some comments here. Um, but does that first shift? Makes sense to you guys, or um, I don't even remember what the first shift is, but hopefully you guys are getting value out of this. I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of going. I don't, I don't know if you guys have realized this, but when I try to do things super scripted, now obviously I have my my talking points and my bullet points, but when I try to go super scripted and I try to plan out everything to say, it just it just hits different. It comes out different. I'm a, and I don't think I've always been this way too. Right, I used to struggle making eye, t- eye contact with people. Um, I remember when I was 21, ironically, um, I was volunteering at a hospital and uh, because I was trying to get into med school at the time. And this old man uh, who was like retired and just wanted to volunteer because you, when you get older, you realize it's all, about, it's all about adding value to other people's lives, right? The, the secret to living is giving, as Tony Robbins says, right? And so... Um, he was just volunteering at the hospital. And remember he was sit, sitting there asking me questions about how I wanted to get into medical school. Um, and I, and I, w- I was good at talking, but I, I would look down. I wouldn't make eye contact with him. And he cut me off in the middle of me talking. And he says, son, look at me, look at me when you speak. And in that moment I learned, oh fuck, I got, I gotta, I gotta make eye contact with people. So trust me, I have not always been a, a good, um, 
orator, if you want to call it that, right? I've never, I, I never consider myself good at public speaking. In fact, I was interviewing for uh, one of the top five dental school nation schools in the nation when I applied to a lot of dental schools. My grades were about, I got a 3.5 GPA in college, but um, I, I aced, I got in the 98th percentile of the entrance exam to dental school. And so I basically had free reign to, to interview at whatever school I wanted, which is cool. Right. Um, and th that's a whole story on its own. And if you guys are interested in hearing more of these stories too, um, you know, I would love to tell you more of these stories as, as we go. But, um, as I was applying for dental school, um, one of the, one of the ladies asked me in the interview, she goes, well, you're late. Your grades all look good here. Um, <laughs> I'm just making up an accent for her because it's my impression of her. And it's not even the same accent she had because I think she was Indian, but that's, that's besides the point. Um, she goes, and you know, you seem like you're a good speaker, but I, <laughs> I mean, you got a C minus in public speaking your freshman year in college. And I was like, I was thinking to her like, yo, look at the fucking data right in front of you. You, you seem good at speaking, but you got a C minus in, in public speaking in college, right? Four years ago, as if people can't improve in four years, right? So think about it like this, going back on the topic of the, of the whole fucking podcast in the first place is, you know, right now um, we're talking about mental reframe. So some people are so stuck in their own ways, they're blind. They're so stuck in their own ways that they are willing to look at the fucking data right in front of them. Right. Oh, you know, if I just show this girl that I'm respectful and I'm I'm going to intentionally not have sex with her, I'm not going to kiss her because I'm a gentleman and we have to wait for to see if this connection is real. <laughs> Look at the data right in front of your fucking eyes. Does this work or not? You know, you know, if it works, if it worked, you wouldn't be listening to me right now. Right. So that's just one of the mental shifts. And here's the thing. I've given you a lot of mental shifts in this fucking thing. But here's the thing. I had like five completely different ones. And this was ironically one of them. Most guys, most guys think, where is this? All right. I'm looking for the right one. Most guys think withholding sex makes you a, a gentleman. Does it really? Maybe it does. But does the gentleman ever get the girl? Are you the knight in shining armor? Is she going to go, oh my God, he's so, he's so chivalrous. Oh, it makes me weak in my knees. No, it doesn't happen like that. Now, I, I, here, here's the fucking trap. Here's why, here's why so many guys believe this shit. <laughs> when I was a freshman in college, it was 2008. And, and our first day of like orientation, we get there and you have like an itinerary of like all the, all the new incoming freshmen follow this itinerary. Girl, go here at this time, go here at this time. And the last thing of the day, um, everybody's kind of mingled. People are starting to form friendships and whatnot. We're all sitting in this big ass auditorium and there's a speaker. It's a presentation called, can I kiss you? Now here's the thing. The message of the, the message of this, this entire presentation was good because cause it was about consent, right? There obviously has to be consent, right? Because they're trying to decrease the non-consensual sex Obviously, that's terrible. Do not do that. I do not advocate that, right? So obviously, I support the message of this of this seminar or whatever the presentation was. But this is why some people need to stay in their own lane. His advice was, when you go to kiss a girl, don't just go for the kiss. You have to get consent. 
So before you kiss her, you have to say, ma'am, can I kiss you? <laughs> and the, the fucking, the fucking response by all the girls in that auditorium. Oh, that's so cute. Oh my God. And every motherfucking dude in there, every horny ass testosterone raging 18 year old boy in that room. What do you think they're thinking in that moment? Oh shit, this is good. I got to write this down, right? And so they start getting the wrong strategy for success. Here's the unfortunate part. And here's why, here's why at, at my last boot camp, I called every one of those guys there ambassadors. You are ambassadors for raw dating advice because you are resilient, decisive action takers. But I call it ambassador because if I can make a positive impact in your life and show you some of these mental reframes, then you're gonna start impacting the people around you. It's gonna rub off on them and like ripple effects, you guys are literally ambassadors of raw dating advice, whether you know it or not. And here's why I say that, because there's not enough ambassadors out there, right? I'm not talking about the size of raw dating advice because that's on, uh, trust me, by the end of the year, mark my words, Raw Dating Advice will have 100,000 subscribers. I'm confident in that, all right? Now, here's the thing. I call it ambassadors because there's, there's vastly, vastly more ambassadors for advice that does the exact opposite of getting you the girl, AKA the Can I Kiss You seminar, AKA every rom-com, AKA every fucking, every fucking song on the radio put out by Justin Bieber, you know? Baby, 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 ooh. I'm not a singer by any means. I'm sorry for anybody who were just listening to my singing. <laughs> I'm, I, but I do crush it. At, I do crush it at karaoke because I rap. I have a few of my go-to songs, and it, it's always a showstopper. Every time. So here's the thing. First off, I would love to go to karaoke with any, any one of you guys. I'm sure I would love to go to karaoke with you guys because I love karaoke. In fact, that's like one of my first date hacks is if you can if you can nail a song in karaoke, for me, it's getting jiggy with it by Will Smith. And I do the dance and everything and the whole place gets going. There's no girl who's not receptive to me approaching her after I just rap every word to getting jiggy with it and I do the dance, right? <laughs> so um, anyways, that's that's a side tangent. Where was I? Someone remind me where I was. Eric says, LOL. Um, let me read some of the comments. I haven't even been listening, reading the comments yet. Women's rights was a mistake, says, and this is a hidden comment. Oh, my God. New black pill. Oh, yeah, let's hide that. No self-promotion here, motherfucker. <laughs> um, my aerospace engineer. Yeah. Oh, shit done. Read my stuff. B. My first kiss actually asked the girl, can I kiss you? Then she let me kiss her. Then I said the same thing and got a second kiss, LOL. Great experience, but I won't do that again. I just go for it. Eric, I think I think the video that's hopefully coming out on Monday. Um, I have an editor now, and, and so uh, this editor, we're, we're going to make sure that we get the process down and get the edits right and get make sure that we can translate my vision to him and vice versa for the video, but this video will be good. Um, I, I think you'll like, I think you'll like it specifically because of this example, the can I kiss you seminar, right? And, and like that, that whole example is like, there, here's the thing. It's not, it's not about the content of what you say. It's about the context, right? It's about the context. I say that because <laughs> 
I'm about to I'm about to drop some spoilers for the video. All right, so there's there's um there's a guy who he came into this environment and to me it was very obvious. I called it out right away. Um, he had he had a whole gimmick and his gimmick was, hey, you look like do you have enough sun? I brought some. Do you have enough sunscreen? Do you need some sunscreen? Oh well, funny because I have I have some sunscreen right here. And he would ask these girls the same fucking thing, like use that same thing as his like way to open them. Like he did, he asked the same girl like twice in the same day. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, little things. Fuck, what was my point? Damn, this is what happens when I go on too many tangents. I get off track and then I lose my train of thought. Because I start thinking about how I'm off track from the original fucking point. Anyways, I think you guys are going to love the video. Because uh, it's not about... Oh, yeah. The, it's not about the content con, con, con of your words. It's about the concept, context. I'm mixing up my con words. All right? It's not about what you say. It's about how you say it. Right? Because I was like, listen, man. If your thing is going to be... Hey, do you do you you look like you need some sunscreen? Oh, funny, because I have some sunscreen. More, I say it in the video. More power to you if you can make that work. Because there was a phase in my game where I would challenge myself to open with anything, and the more crazy, the better. Because it's almost like if you can interrupt a girl's pattern in a way to where um, it's just a line she hasn't heard before, and you're kind of self-entertaining while saying it, you can pull off just about anything. That's why I say that, right? But if, if, if it's like a crutch you're relying on and you're like, I did it. What do you think? It, do you like it? Do you approve? Now it's like it, it has the opposite effect. So more power to you if you can make can I kiss you work and more power to you if you can make, hey, you look like you need some sunscreen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it's a good thing I brought some sunscreen. Let me rub this on you real quick. Right. Anyways, back on track here. So mental shift number two, the first one or I mean, we've probably done like at least 10 by now, but the, the, all right. So the, the next one that I had for you was most guys think they don't have enough time to meet or date women. They don't think they have enough time. Let's talk about this for a second. Most guys think they don't have enough time to meet or date women. All right. I can't tell you how many guys talk about Oh yeah, I want to do this. I want to improve this. I want to I want to start taking action with this, but at the same time they talk about I'm just so busy. I mean, I, I got this going on. I got this going on. And I just don't have enough time to be going on dates. Here's the thing. People make time for the things that they prioritize in life. So if you don't make time, it's because it's not a big enough priority for you. This is why going back on the original point, the only way people change is through inspiration or desperation or both, right? Because the moment, the, the moment that you start prioritizing something more often than not is a, is a powerful emotion that sucks you right out of the matrix and it's inspiration or desperation or a combination of both, right? And so if you don't have enough time to be dating, if you don't have enough time to be taking action, learning how to improve your game, working on yourself, at any skill you're trying to improve, it's because it's not a big enough priority for you. If it was a big enough priority, if it was a big enough pain point, um, then, you, then you would be taking action, logically, right? That's how it goes. But 
Here's the thing. Some of you guys might say, I don't have enough time and it is a priority for me. What about that, Patrick? What about them apples, Patrick? To you, I would say, brace for it. To you, I would say, it's, it's about working it into your schedule, right? You need to prioritize, like literally put it on your schedule. If it's not in your schedule, you're not gonna prioritize it. You can say it is a priority for you however long you want. And the more you say it, the more it doesn't make it more true, right? Because the fact of the matter is, why aren't you taking action if it was a priority, right? People say they wanna lose weight, but then they skip their workout. Why is that? Because at the time, a bigger priority to them because of based on what they were feeling in the moment was, I don't know, I'm tired. I would rather just kind of sit here because I've been working all day. So, you know, I'll reward myself by just kind of sitting here and I'll, I'll work out tomorrow. I'll, I'll put it off for tomorrow, right? And so you multiply these little moments in time, day over day, week over week, year over year, and three years have gone by and you're still out of shape, right? And so it's the same thing with your dating life. It doesn't matter what you say, it matters what you do. If it was a priority for you, you would be doing it. Now, this also brings up the question, why are you not, if it is a priority and you try to take action, you try to put it in your schedule, then why are you, why do you still feel like it, it, you're, you're struggling to fit it into your schedule? We procrastinate things that we, when, whenever we're uncertain, right? So we procrastinate if it's, if it's unclear to us what actions we should be taking or exactly how we should be taking the actions. Think about it like this. One of the more common questions I get on raw dating advice, whether it's an email newsletter, whether it's on YouTube, on Instagram, a lot of guys struggle with wondering what to say. And what do, what do I, how do I get this girl attracted to me? What do I say? And that one question, what to say, keeps them from actually approaching the girl the moment they got the impulse to approach her, right? If you do approach her, maybe you approach her, but you hesitated because you were trying to think of what to say, right? And so a lot of guys struggle with quote unquote, what to say. So because of this, they're worried about like what to do and, and like what, what would happen if I said this? Will this work if I said this? Oh, if I said this, would that not work? Would I get rejected? What do I say if she's in this scenario? What do I say if it's, and you get analysis by paralysis and that small moment, moment of hesitation oftentimes is the defining moment between you being more successful in your dating life and getting that momentum faster and not. Right. I also say this a lot of, a lot of times as well. It's speed of implementation, speed of implementation. The moment you get the impulse to act, if you can decrease the amount of time between the idea and the action, that's how you succeed faster. Right. Literally championships are made in inches, right? How many, how many, what's the difference between the time of an Olympic swimmer between first place and second place? It's like 0.01 seconds, right? These little differences can make all the difference for you. So that's what I'm getting at here is the compound effect of all these little actions that you take, of all the little habits that you have. Do I get analysis paralysis? Do I hesitate, right? A lot of times it comes down to that, that uncertainty, that lack of clarity, right? Literally, you lack clarity on what to say. So you hesitate and that combination right there holds you back and now you're getting less results naturally over time. If you could just, if one little shift that you could make is start realizing that I'm gonna go into improving my dating life with the intention to 
decrease the time between the idea and the act. Meaning when I see the girl that I want to approach, I don't sit here and think about approaching her. I just get up and go start a conversation with her. It's that simple. But then the other thing is learn what to say, have a few things in your back pocket or take more action. So you learn what not to say and you find some things that actually work for you. At the end of the day, it's not about, it's not about copying other people's success, right? I was talking about this earlier. You model success, success leaves clues. My mentor was listening to The Strangest Secret. When I start listening to The Strangest Secret and I go back, you know, coming back full circle, if I go back into, um, uh, if I go back into actually learning and getting coaches in my own life and going to events and going to seminars and investing in courses and programs, when I start doing the things that got me to where I, where I, the little, the success level that I have, when I start doing the things that actually got me there, the, the positive habits that worked for me rather than against me, then you start getting unstuck in your life, dating life, business life, financial life, health life, whatever you want to call it, your relationship with your girl. That's the moment you get unstuck is the moment you start doing those little habits for success, right? And so a couple things to keep in mind. I would write down one, imitate then innovate right? Find a model or a mentor who has the success that you want to achieve, who has reached the level of results that you want to reach, or just someone who has simply better results than you. And then imitate than innovate. You don't want to innovate right away, right? If I tell you, do this, do this, do this, and you report back to me, hey, I took your advice. It didn't work. And then I ask you what you did. And you say, well, I did this, but I changed this up, and then I I, I was gonna do this, but then I kind of did it this way instead. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at you and start shaking my head, like, dude, that's not what I told you to do. What what are we doing here? I told you to do this, this, and this. So just just imitate what I told you to just do it, right? Trust the coach, right? And so that's that's the other thing. Imitate, then innovate. Once you get the results you want from 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 imitating the advice or having a success mentor. Then once you're getting those results, that's when you can start imitating or innovating. That's when you can start saying, well, I wonder what happens if I tweak this. I wonder what happens if I change up this variable. And now, now you're trying to innovate, meaning you're trying to improve upon that advice, but you can't improve upon it until you've actually gotten the base level of results that that advice will give you, right? So imitate and then innovate. And then find someone who's about 10 to 20 steps ahead of you, right? Find a success mentor, imitate, then innovate. And more importantly, stick to it. Right, here's the thing. Guys, you're gonna go through ups and you're gonna go through downs. More often than not, it's it's ironically very closely follows like the stock market or the cryptocurrency market, right? This shit's cyclical. When you're getting a lot of results in your dating life and you hit a plateau, shit tapers off. There's obviously reasons for why they taper off, but because we're of human nature and because we are blind to our own blind spots, by definition, um, you won't know what exactly it is that you're doing that's causing it to taper off. One of the things that more more often than not causes guys' results to taper, taper off is the fact that they get a bigger ego because the results are getting better, right? And it's kind of like the, the Bitcoin or something because it's like everybody's putting their money into Bitcoin. Everybody's like, oh, Bitcoin's the future, Bitcoin's the future. And so because the emotions behind the, the investment are like, oh shit, Bitcoin's going up. Let's put more money into it. The value of Bitcoin literally goes up the more people catch on to that, that emotional wave, right? 
and then something happens. Someone, it reaches a high point. One of the whales who owns a big portion of it sells his Bitcoin to cash out and then Bitcoin's value drops a little bit and then the people who are pay, paying attention, they go, oh shit, Bitcoin dropped a little bit more today. Maybe maybe Bitcoin's going down. Maybe maybe it's going down. I should take out my money. I should take out my money right now. And then everybody just starts slowly catching on. They all start taking their money out of Bitcoin. And then the Bitcoin market dips, right? And you think, oh my God, Bitcoin's crashing. Bitcoin's crashing. It's this same back and forth of emotions that really cause your results in dating to go up and down, right? So again, it's a roller coaster. Your results are going to go up. You're going to think you're hot shit. And then you're going to realize, oh, maybe I'm not hot shit because I've been striking out for the last eight weeks or however long your cold streak lasts, right? If it, here's the thing. The, the more you resist it, the longer it lasts. That's what I find. The And, and oftentimes you're going to resist it more, the bigger the peak. So it's like, if you, if you've been fucking just sniping chicks at the club, not literally, I mean, figuratively with your game, you're like, you, you're every girl you talk to is into you. And it's like every night you're going home with a girl and you like 14 days in a row, you're like, I'm hot shit. I got a Tinder date this night. I got a Bumble date this night. I'm going out with this girl that I met at the club this night. I'm going to the club and getting a bottle service that night. You think you're hot shit, right? And your ego gets inflated and your, your emotions get high and your results obviously match the inflation of your ego, right? But then one little thing happens or maybe your enthusiasm in the actions or the intention behind the actions or the hunger behind the person who's taking the actions, it gets a little, it tapers off a little bit. You get a little complacent. You start, you start getting comfortable. You start thinking you're hot shit so you don't have to do as much. You start thinking, ironically, you start going out to a club thinking that every girl needs to w worship the ground that you walk on because do they, do they know who you are? I'm the guy who's been with 14 girls in the last 14 days. And you're like, damn, you should be worshiping the ground I walk on right now. But then she doesn't. And then that night you don't go home with anybody. And you're like, damn, anyways, we're good. I'll just go out. To, man, I just, I need a night off anyways. And then next week, ne the next night, you don't go out home with anybody. And then the next week you're like, well, all right, well, let me, let me, let's, let's start getting this back going again. And so you start going, well, shit. All right, let's try this. And you start taking action again. Now you're coming, your, your, your ego is not willing to resist that the, you've lost, you got complacent, right? You stopped doing the, the, the hunger, you stopped having the drive, the hunger, it changed a little bit the moment you started getting an inflated sense of self. And so your results tapered off and the, the bigger the peak, the more you're going to resist it, the longer you're going to stay there, which sucks. So you just got to realize once you just objectively realize that it's, it's a, a roller coaster, and more often times, more often than not, it really comes down to your ability to control your own emotions. Going back on one of the original points we made, your emotional stability is going to make the difference. If you can just control your emotions in the highs and the lows, as long as you're, if you're going up and down, as long as it's going up over time, um, that's that's what really counts here. And and again, it will go up as long as you stick to the to the fundamental principles of success, right? Imitate and innovate. Find a, a, a mentor for success and imitate the, the advice, the result, the, the things that they teach. And then just do it. Take action with it. Get some results with it. Once you're getting results with it, then you can start innovating on that. And when you innovate enough and you start just relying on the fundamentals and you innovate based on fundamentals, that's when you start getting mind-blowing results. 
right? Because that plateau turns into epic results because innovators are disruptors, right? When you can get to the point where you're able to innovate, which you have to get a base level of success and, and understanding of the fundamentals before you should ever start innovating on this shit, right? That's when you become a disruptor. That's when you become someone who can achieve results that are so mind-blowing that you won't believe them and nobody else around you will believe them and guys will think, that guy was born like that. That guy always got girls. That guy didn't ever have trouble getting girls. Here's the thing, guys. If you talk to me today in person, I am vastly different and way more improved than I was 10 years ago. I recently just turned 31. And I constantly talk about how the fact that I was a 21-year-old virgin who got friend-zoned by every girl I ever liked. That was 10 years ago. That blows my mind that I was able to legally drink in the United States 10 years ago. That blows my mind. That time has gone by fast. It's been a roller coaster. It's been a whirlwind. But my 20s, I fucking loved them because that was the time I learned game. And I had a lot of fun. And for at least three or four years, I was... I was imitating the advice and the fundamentals that I knew worked. I, I was saying, this is what works, this is what doesn't work. If I can just go on that basis of fundamentals, all the fundamentals that I teach in this book apply to attraction. This book is all about the concept of, of, attracting, uh, of attracting women. Will this book give you the entire encyclopedia on everything you need to know about women? No, because that book would be this big. And the, by the time you write a book this big, you got a question, is any of this even accurate? Because women aren't logic. They're not fact-based. They are seduced based off of how they feel in the moment. And emotions are a very hard thing for men, the masculine energy to grasp because it is, it is not within our nature, period, right? So this is, but this will give you the fundamentals on attracting women and sexual tension, right? So if you blindly follow the fundamentals for two, three years, just get, get a good level of results that base level of results. And for you to even get there, you have to start enjoying the process first. Joy comes first, results come second. I told you we we're gonna bring this motherfucker full, cir full circle. I always do, right? And so you have to enjoy, joy comes first, results come second, right? That's when you start innovating on this shit. Everything in here, I give you the fundamentals, but every one of the 107 ways is my innovations on the fundamentals. Things that I have found to work best for me in my dating life and the dating lives based on the fundamentals of every guy that I've coached up to this point. Listen, I've been coaching this. So if you think back on my journey, I was getting results for two three, two, three years. Then I was innovating for two, three years after that. That's when your results become exponential, when you become an innovator and a disruptor, all right? Because now you know the fundamentals and you're able to create based on the fundamentals. You're able to innovate based on the fundamentals and you're able to improve, right, on the fundamentals. And so then you innovate. And then I start coaching after, you know, I'm, I'm on the exponential up curve. I start coaching and now, because I, I'm now giving back, and I'm kind of coming full circle on the, the hero's journey. I now become the mentor. When you teach, you reach a whole other fucking echelon. It elevates your game to another level because you don't truly understand something until you can convey it to other people in a way that they understand. Here's the thing. Not everybody is born to be a coach though. There are people who, who should not be entrepreneurs. There are people who should be on employees. There are people who should be coaches and teachers. There are people who should not. Right, because here's the thing: the Phil Jackson was an NBA basketball player, but 
He's not known for being an NBA basketball player. He's known for being one of the greatest basketball coaches, uh, obviously even of all time, but also currently living, but one of the greatest basketball coaches who have ever lived. He coached Kobe Bryant and MJ. Think about that. He was the mentor to both of them and to Shaquille O'Neal and Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman. This man is a legend in the coaching business, but he wasn't Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is today, most people don't, they try to, they choose to turn a blind eye to it. Arguably one of the worst uh, leaders of a basketball business organization. He probably would be a terrible basketball coach, but undoubtedly the greatest basketball player to ever play the game. So again, not everybody should be a coach. People have their roles. When the moment you learn what your strengths are and you start playing to your strengths is the moment you become unstoppable. I promise you that. The moment you stop focusing on your weaknesses, obviously improve your fundamentals at all times. If you're weak in the fundamentals, improve your weaknesses in the fundamentals. But if if you're not good at uh, certain areas, but you are really good at other areas, go all in on your strengths. I say this, and this directly applies to outer game and inner game, everything about improving your area in any area of life, including dating, right? For example, there are many, many ways to meet women. I could probably list at least five right now, and if I sat down and put mental, I could probably list 30, you know? But you shouldn't be doing all of them, right? You should honestly be taking action with two or three of them, trying your hand at different things, and seeing what really works for you but once you find what your strength is, you double down on that one. Because if you can play to your strengths, that's, I mean, that's it. That's it. A lot of people want to hate on Jake Paul as a boxer, right? Yeah, we're talking about Jake Paul. <laughs> because this man has knocked out two professional athletes. One was Nate Robinson, not a boxer, besides the point. But he knocked him out with an overhand right. Um, uh, then he knocked out Ben Askren championship MMA fighter wrestler not a boxer besides the point knocks him out again with an overhand right all right so Jake Paul clearly has a good overhand right do you think he should stop throwing the overhand right what do you think would happen if if he started saying well I'm really good at the overhand right so the next time I go out and fight I'm just not going to throw it because I want to improve my weaknesses you know because I'm a gentleman you know <laughs> he's not gonna if he did that he would be stupid because that's that's his strength but then you learn how to play to your strengths. You learn what do I need to improve to where my overhand right becomes more effective. Great example, if you if you were watching the UFC fights last weekend, I'll be honest, man, Kamaru Usman, I did not think he was gonna knock out Jorge Masvidal. If you don't, if you don't watch at UFC, this is not gonna hit home for you, but the concept of the point will, right? Jorge Masvidal is a striker. He's known for knocking people out. And he's also known for never being knocked out in his professional career. Kamaru Usman is a wrestler who recently has been trying to learn how to become a striker, right? But he was improving his ability to punch people and strike because if if people can be, be threatened by the, the fact that he has a good jab or something that is going to serve him well by hitting with his hands, then people are going to be more open to him being able to play to his strengths, right? So now people are more open to him going down for the takedown so he can actually wrestle them like he wants to. So 
you play to your strengths and sometimes playing to your strengths is strategically choosing which weaknesses or fundamentals do I improve so that way I can play better to my strengths. In this fight last weekend, it happened to be that Jorge Masvidal, someone who's never been knocked out in his professional career, came into his fight thinking, this guy's for sure only gonna take me down because he's a terrible striker. Mistake number one, you shouldn't underestimate your opponent. And you, again, he was inflated, inflated sense of self to where he started getting lazy in his preparation. He's like, I'm not even going to prepare for this guy to potentially knock me out because he's not a knockout artist and I've never been knocked out. He got lazy in his preparation. Kabaro Usman improved the one weakness that would allow his strength to shine. And in fact, he improved it so much, ironically, to where he knocked this guy out. It was a perfect combination of this guy underestimating him, having an inflated sense of self, and him being underestimated in that aspect of his game. And he knocked him out cold. One of the highlight reel knockouts of all time. I mean, that whole main, that whole event was a highlight reel uh, of all time in the in the sport of fighting. But that's beside the, the besides the point. Anyways, I digress. I know I've given you a lot of things to ponder in this podcast. Oftentimes, these podcasts become very dense with golden nuggets, which I think is a good thing. And I actually take pride on myself of that because, again, if I was off the dome or if I if I wasn't, if I was scripted and I was reading from a teleprompter um, or I, I didn't have the experience to be able to talk the talk and walk the walk, it's... I wouldn't be able to do this, right? And so um, I've given... I wouldn't be able to make an hour of content so dense with golden nuggets and takeaways. A lot of guys end up rewatching these things two, three, four, five times, taking notes every time. That's how, like, that blows my mind when I hear that. If you can elevate, my goal is to elevate you to a point where you are so, so, let's call it worldly. You, your, your social uh, intelligence, emotional intelligence, and your ability to control your emotions as a man is so good that other people start asking you for advice. I know I've done my job because now I've made you a positive ambassador, an ambassador, a ripple effect that will one day turn into this entire world being flipped on its head to where now it's not the norm for guys to be chasing women. Now it's not the norm for guys to be all fucking just like, I'm going to be a gentleman. I'm going to be a knight in shining armor. So I'm going to romance you and out of respect for you, just like not kiss you because I want to wait, you know, because I'm respectful. Girls don't want that shit. They, even if they tell you they want that shit, they're only telling you they want that shit because they ain't into you because you're the type of guy who's into that shit. Right? So here's the thing. You've gotten a lot out of here. I would recommend watching this again, listening to this again, again, think about it like this, going back to what the compound effect, what I said at the beginning of the podcast, bro, listen to this. If you did nothing else but when you got in your car, not listen to the radio, getting hit with fucking advertisements and negative news from that you can't control, you just push a button and the radio station choose what to broadcast into your head. If you just constantly chose in the car, just when I'm in the car, I'm going to listen to content that helps me elevate my game. Podcasts like this, live streams, investing in courses, investing in going to events that help you elevate your game. That's, if you did that and just listen to that audio program in the car, right? Um, over the course of a year, that amount of material is equivalent to an entire semester of, a, of an advanced college degree. So think about that, all right? That's what I wanna, I want you to, I wanna leave that with you to ponder. And yeah, listen to this again 
and subscribe if you're not already subscribed to the Raw Danny Vice family. And oh, by the way, look out for that video on Monday. And if you want, we, we talked a lot about conversation and uncertainty and how uncertainty can hold guys back and how, uh, how you should really be overcoming a lot of that uncertainty. If you are ever uncertain in what to say in conversation, Check out the first link in the description um, and check out uh, Words That Make Her Want You. Um, it's a little page. You can check out the information at that link in the description. And I think more than anything, just the article itself, uh, you're going to get a ton of value from. Uh, I, a lot of guys who didn't even invest in Words That Make Her Want You just read the article describing it and describing a lot of the, the mindset shifts around conversation. That's value in, alone in itself. So check it out. That it's the first link in the description. I just uh, released that and came out with that link um, like literally a couple of days ago. So check that out, and we will see you guys um, next Thursday. So here's the exciting thing. Um, I, I've I've realized that we're starting to gain momentum um, with raw dating advice in general, just because I've been posting more. And a lot of times, uh, I was I was always taking the mentality of if I could serve the guys on my email list then that's the best way to um, for me to have that positive impact. I've kind of gotten to a place with Raw Dating Advice where now I know I need to go back all in on YouTube. Again, my I will have 100,000 subscribers on this channel by the end of 2021. That is my goal, and I'm very, very certain that I will hit it because I, I'm confident in my abilities to um, constantly improve my game. Right. And if I can just do the little habits for success, there's no way I'm not successful. Right. There's no way that you are not successful. You will be successful because the definition of success is progressively realizing a worthy ideal. As long as I keep that end goal in mind, for me, I know I'll hit it eventually. Right. For you, same thing. As long as you are progressively realizing a worthy ideal, you are successful. Okay, you are successful. So that said, one of the recent innovations is I'm gonna start doing these live every Thursday like we have been. We've been consistent with Thursday for like the last six weeks or so, and I really wanna keep this up with you guys. We have already got momentum, and imagine where this momentum will go. Secondly, um, for a couple weeks, I tried a Monday and a Thursday. I've decided that I want to um, elevate my game with some of the edited content that I, that I know I can put out. Um, because honestly, Live streams like this and, and live formats like this definitely has its place, but the amount of things that you can do creatively and, and just um, ways that you can elevate the, the content itself uh, require post-production editing. So what I'm doing is I'm going to come out with a really good edited video every Monday. And then on Thursdays we do this live stream. And then obviously we release, release clips throughout the week from the live stream of the previous week. But also, um, I do have another podcast where I'm interviewing people on any topic other than, um, dating advice. Um, even some of these dating coaches, I want to get some of my friends in the dating space and bring them on for my, what I, I consider raw and relentless, the interview podcast. So raw dating advice is me. You know what I'm saying? It's like me coaching from my experiences. And it, obviously I'll bring on other people. I have two guests that I'm, two female dating coaches I'm interviewing next week for future episodes of this podcast on the Raw Dating Advice channel. But um, I would love to get uh, some of those people even in-house for the interview podcast, which is Raw and Relentless. So that link is also in the description um, or you can just check it out. I'm pretty sure if you just typed in Raw and Relentless, Anywhere you're listening to this, YouTube, um, Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts, it will pop up because it's the only raw and relentless out there. Um, but on that podcast, next week, I'm interviewing a guy who's been on Ancient Aliens, so looking forward to that. I'm interviewing my girl, my my 
one of my good friends here in Scottsdale, uh, Clark Kegley, his girlfriend has ironically had a very interesting experience that was similar to something that I had experienced. So I'm uh, going to get her on the podcast next week as well. Um, and then we also have another few interesting podcasts that I can't even talk about right now. But ironically, a lot of them are getting filmed next week for future episodes. So moral of the story here is there's a lot to look forward to. We got a lot of momentum and I, I'm, I'm happy to have you here on this fucking ride with me, bro. I'm happy for that. All right. Um, Josh, thank you for the two super chat. He says, Patrick can reiterate what the, what the points are. There was a lot of off tangent stories. So if you, so if you, so the same thing over and over, doesn't the other person see it coming? Um, all right, let me try to read that again. Maybe I misread it. Patrick can reiterate what the points are. There was a lot of off tangent stories. Here's the thing. All my off tangents, I'm making all the tangents I'm making, the stories I tell support the points that I'm making. And then I use those to reinforce the original points. And I'll be honest tonight. I went, I went off the script because I, I was speaking from what felt, um, what, from what felt relevant from what felt like the energy I've been getting back from a lot of the questions that I've been receiving um, and, and even a lot of the, the private coaching calls that I've been having with guys where I'm, I'm constantly trying to get a gauge for you where you guys are at. So for tonight, the shifts that I gave were like fundamentals for success. So there's imitate then innovate. There's um, find a mentor. There's, uh, you know, being emotionally resilient. Um, there's not not. Uh, looking for the habits of success. There's the compound effect. There's most guys think withholding sex makes you a gentleman. That's like one of the one of the original mental shifts that I had. But it's it's one of those small things, and we can talk about those more. But I think the fundamentals here. We actually covered everything that I have here on my notes. But the fundamentals are more important than the surface level advice, right? The surface level advice are my innovations and and the patterns that I realize, and I teach a lot of these in a lot of places, right? But tonight it was more about the fundamentals of success for any area of your life, especially in dating. These apply, especially in dating. A lot of times I try to speak in generalities because I know, um, again, from, from talking with you guys, a lot of you guys have goals as you should, that are not also in dating, right? You should, it's always about health, wealth, love, and happiness, health, wealth, love, and happiness. Those are like the four pillars of a good life. This is straight out of Ty Lopez. Um, Ty Lopez says this a lot and say what you will about Ty Lopez, but the man has results. All right. He has results. All right. Health, wealth, love, and happiness. You should have goals that you're striving for to improve all four of those cornerstones of your life. Right. But dating is often a priority for a lot of men and it will directly contribute to your relationships, to your health, to your wealth, and your relation, your health, wealth, love, and your happiness, right? It's one of those things, the reason why these are cornerstones of life, because if you can improve certain areas of any, in within any of those four pillars, it will bleed into all the other four pillars. Does that make sense? And so right now you're watching this video and you're listening to this because one of the major pain points, one of the holes in your ship, you have a leaky ship right now and you just got to plug up some holes, bro. One of those massive gaping holes is uh, not a woman's vagina that you came out of or not the woman's vagina that you're about to get into, but it is the fact that you have pain points that you want to improve upon in your dating life, 
right? And so in your dating life, that's why you're here. But if you can realize the fundamentals of success for your dating life and see how these also translate to the other areas of areas of your life that your dating life is already bleeding into, now by improving your dating life, I'm helping you elevate your game everywhere, right? I have this written on the bottom of every every single email newsletter, but my mission from day one has been to help a million men become the most charismatic, confident, and courageous version of themselves. Notice how my mission statement does not say, I want to help you become uh, a guy who can bang uh, a thousand chicks, right? If that's your goal, more power to you. Most guys should not have that as their goal because for you to achieve sleeping with a thousand chicks, it's going to take sacrificing pretty much every other area of your life. And you're going to be a very unrelatable, unbalanced person. All right. Now that said, if that's your goal, more power to you. My goal is not to, I, I will give you the tools to be able to do that. Take these tools and take these fundamentals that I give you and do with them what you will. Use them how you best see fit for your dating life based on your goals. But if I can give you the fundamentals of success, obviously in dating, but also allow you to be able to see how these translate into every area of your life, health, wealth, love, and happiness, that is how I can achieve my mission statement to help you become the most charismatic, confident, and courageous version of yourself. And think about that future version of yourself who is the most charismatic, confident, and courageous version of yourself. And here's the thing. If you are progressively realizing a worthy ideal and you're always constantly striving to improve, well, if you can just get 1% better every day, then obviously today you are the most charismatic, confident, and courageous version of yourself that you will ever be right? Because we're in the present moment. And so moment by moment, if you're improving, especially over time, you will always be stepping into that role, right? So if you can constantly be stepping into that role, that's my mission statement for you. And hopefully that makes sense and gives you a satisfactory answer. Like I said last time, not sure if that's the answer that you were looking for, but it's the answer that it came with off the top of the dome. So that said, I'm going to get out of here, guys. I will see you guys next Thursday and look out for that really exciting video coming out on Monday. Peace out.